Fallen Angels and the War of the Worlds, H.G. Wells and the Modern Narrative of Fallen Angel Theology. That's what we're going to talk about today. This is going to be a very interesting episode. I hope you guys stick around and enjoy it. If you have never joined the Cub Cooker Supernatural Podcast. Welcome. My name is Jacob, but my friends call me Cub, and you should call me Cub too. Each day on this podcast, I explore faith, spirituality, and the world of paranormal phenomenon through the lens of supernatural existence. That existence that we all have that transcends the limits of our bodies, our brains, and even our own logic, where we can look into different mythologies, different stories, from the classics to ancient spirituality, to better understand the nature of the reality that we live in and the one that we want to live in. So welcome everyone as you guys jump in the chat. I hope you're having a beautiful day uh, as I move myself around on the screen there. I'm still getting used to the new settings here on the live stream software. JBUSA, what is up? Welcome. Um, Dolores Brown, welcome. How are you doing? Jonathan Horton, uh good to see you too man how are you doing uh john thornton excuse me uh how are you my friend i hope you're having a beautiful day uh as everyone else jumps in here uh tara lee welcome thank you for being here alexander gonzalez james smith so uh i'll continue to give some shout outs here in a minute um but before we get into it if you have never joined the podcast before this is a multi-faith, multi-race, multicultural, multi-orientation, welcoming environment. We are all inclusive to anyone as long as you're here in love and light and oneness. That is the whole point of this community as we seek and ascend together. So getting into today's topic, the War of the Worlds, I've got some cool AI artwork up here. Uh, if you like my artwork, we've got all of my artwork or a lot of my artwork on some really cool t-shirts and mugs and stuff like that over at cubcooker.com, C-U-B-K-U-K-E-R.com, and you can get 40% off the entire shop right now uh, if you use the coupon code CLEARANCE. Uh, so go check that out. Uh, the coupon code should be at the header when you go check it out, but the War of the Worlds is a science fiction novel by English author H.G. Wells. If you didn't know, maybe you read this in school, maybe you didn't, maybe you've heard of it, maybe you've seen the TV show or one of the radio specials back in the day, uh, but H.G. Wells, far beyond his time with this type of thing, um, it was actually written in 1897 or at least uh, published in 1897. Uh, I had no idea it was that old. I thought it was more recent from maybe the 50s or something. Um, and this is me being a millennial, so welcome to my world. Uh, but I had no idea it was actually that that old, so quite the classic. Uh, but it's one of the earliest stories detailing the conflict between mankind and extraterrestrial races. <coughs> uh, allergies still getting me today. Uh, that's the war of the worlds I'm dealing with right now. West Texas allergies this time of year, let me tell you. But um, this story I find interesting. And as I, I was thinking about this today, I was thinking about the Book of Enoch study that we're doing. And it just kind of had a mind-blowing uh, connection between these type of stories. You know, uh, the whole extraterrestrial takeover, uh, the war of the worlds, the whole... Um, extraterrestrial intervention in humanity, ancient astronaut theory. And while this Wikipedia article says that it's one of the earliest stories of its kind, I uh, kind of vote for the idea that actually the Book of Enoch uh, might be one of the older stories. And in fact, we probably have mythologies that are even older than the Book of Enoch. But if you don't know Book of Enoch, uh, then welcome to the study. If you want to pick up a copy, it's over at cubcooker.com, C-U-B-K-U-K-E-R.com. You can click on the must-read spirituality reading list, um, and you can find a copy of it there. What's up, 74 Leathercraft? How are you doing? Jacob Maroney in the house. Uh, Y'all go check him out. Good friend of mine. He's got some awesome content over there. Um, but really, War of the Worlds for me um, is something of a transcendent work. I mean, it's that story that we all want to believe that if there are other, you know, civilizations out there, then they obviously have to be against us. 
Um, and then you have the narrative of Enoch with the fallen watcher angels or what you might call extraterrestrials, which obviously had technology and were able to ascend on our planet. Um, the theory I want to talk about today is a bit of an alternate theory on the mythology of the book of Enoch. Uh, 74 Leathercraft says, just getting off work. Awesome, brother. Awesome. Uh, hey, Jason, how are you doing? Sorry, I missed you. Chilling. Thank you for the hearts. Appreciate it. Adian, thank you for joining. So Book of Enoch really talks about these watcher angels. They come down, they create their own race of uh, offspring by taking wives of the daughters of men. Another one of the theories on this, and I have to share this just because, especially technologically, I see this theory as plausible. Um, these angels these sons of God, these watchers, these gods among men, if you will, um, created their own offspring. How would they have done that? Well, one of the beliefs we hold within the, you know, evangelical Christian bent here in the West is, uh, which is kind of what I was a part of for a long time. I wasn't really raised in it, but I definitely had a lot of access to that type of theology around where I grew up. Uh, I was actually raised Methodist, but one of the things that we kind of held true growing up was that, you know, angels can't reproduce. Angels are servants of God. They cannot do anything else. They don't have free will. Well, uh, unfortunately, to my chagrin, we have a lot of mythologies, a lot of different stories that actually back up the idea that angels definitely have free will and they definitely can create that which they choose and they definitely can break that oath that they have with the most high uh the most high not being someone that they go stand before but rather they know where they came from they understand that the creator the source the unity the fractal code of the universe uh the divine feminine the divine masculine coming together in unity which makes the word of god or the creative spirit of god uh, fully present in ascended masters like Christ uh, is the one that I look at the most. Um, and so however you hold Jesus or Christ or Yeshua, um, you know, I think that the narrative that we're talking about today, he plays a big, big part in that narrative. And the narrative you choose to adopt affects what Christ means to you. Now you may say, well, I'm agnostic or I'm atheist and that's fine. But you could certainly adopt the idea of higher consciousness, Christ consciousness, unity consciousness, uh, the law of love, those type of things, which inherently, for the purposes of what we're talking about today, is the Christ energy that I'm talking about or the person of Christ uh, that I'm talking about. So with that said, let's get into it. So one of the theories is that I I have to share as I kind of came across it happenstance today uh, and then really put it together in my head was the idea that the watcher angels did not actually physically breed with humanity. They actually did genetic alterations with humanity. And that idea is, I think, first off shocking, but to me actually kind of plausible, especially if you have an extraterrestrial race. Especially if you adopt the, adopt the idea that Genesis 1 and Genesis 2 are two different stories. One being the creator story and one being the maker story of Yahweh. Where Yahweh makes humanity in bondage to their physical form. And to uh, initially the Garden of Eden and then secondarily the physical reality that we experience. Gnosticism talks a lot about that. The Demiurge being Yaldabaoth, uh, Yahweh character. In the Old Testament, a lot of atheist and agnostic arguments against Christianity are as follows. How can you serve a God that's that evil? How can you serve a God that's responsible for more than 2 million unalivings? How can you serve a God that's responsible for more than 25 million unalivings, depending on what number you look at in the Bible? Um and uh, King Rob, if you could actually drop the verse there so I don't have to sit here and look it all up, uh, I'm happy to read the verse. Um, so, you know, th those are some things that a lot of people, you know, really can't stomach when it comes to, 
you know, you're telling me about salvation and why do I need to be saved from a God who loves me and was supposed to create me in beauty anyway? Like, why, why do I have to be saved from that God by that God? That makes, it's not even logical sense. Take spirituality and woo woo out of it. It just doesn't logically make sense to me. Uh, and to a lot of people on this channel, a lot of people who are open-minded and really do care about their spirituality and their faith, uh, and they're kind of tired of adopting what other people say about it or what tradition says about it. And we want to use logic. We want to use uh, our hearts. We want to use um, all of the senses that God gave us to try to adopt a belief system and a state of beingness that serves our highest good and actually blesses others. So, um, so B Dawson asks, so is your theory on RH blooded persons? No, it's nothing about that. Uh, in fact, my proposed theory in this, and I'm not saying I believe it, but again, I propose theories on this channel to get people to think and actually try to adopt what logically and emotionally and spiritually makes sense to you. Um, is that we are all children of the Nephilim. And, you, whoa, blasphemy, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, think about it for a minute. If they actually, if if the stories in Enoch are true and they came down and say it wasn't that they just went and bred with, with the, the daughters of men, that they actually uh, did genetic manipulation and created their own race, and then that ties into the Gnostic idea of being trapped in the Matrix, um, and then you have the flood that came because um, you had an evil God that wanted to wipe things out. And then you had Noah that the Most High told Noah, hey, take the genetic makeup and I'm going to take you up. That's part of this theory, too, is that Noah didn't build an ark, but rather he was taken up in a ship and preserved and then reseeded the earth. Uh, that... All of this, again, as fanciful as it sounds, and I don't have all the parts worked out for sure. Uh, none of this has all the pieces of data worked out. So, you know, it, that's where faith comes in. What do you buy into? But the idea that we could all be still genetically or uh, consciously for sure attached to or serving into the system of the watchers or the fallen angels. Sorry, I'm trying not to sneeze today. Every time I sit down at this microphone, maybe it's a microphone. Maybe I need to blow it off with the air cannon or something. But um, so this idea that we are like inherently trapped in this matrix by these extraterrestrial gods is is kind of a scary idea. So uh, is this your saying, you doctrines? I don't know what that means. Uh, Saint of Yeshua, if you want to rephrase that, sorry. Uh, Noah related to Enoch. Uh, who is related to Cain and possibly offspring of the serpent in the garden. One of the theories, too, that we talk about on here is that the serpent in the garden is actually Christ. It's actually the awakening of the genetic uh, material to ascend to Christ consciousness once again, break free from the matrix, that all of these spiritual mythologies are merely allegories for our own ascent as a race, as a human race, as... We've been enslaved throughout generations and centuries and even eons by extraterrestrial gods when there is one father, one source, one spirit of truth that wants to ascend us back to itself. And it continues to send the word of it or the logos or the son of it into the matrix to wake us up over and over and over. And so that's kind of where I go with these theories. Um, that that's more of on an esoteric level what i believe literal belief in all of this stuff is something i struggle with uh it's hard to believe in something that you don't see but at the same time i do understand and i do experience that we manifest that which we believe seeing is believing believing is seeing which one do you adopt i adopt both of them because i experience both of them um see here you go there's the matrix kicking kicking on the door already um been quiet all afternoon now we got barking and ringing and welcome to my world people you guys like what i'm doing here please for the love of god support it uh because it's not easy i'm telling you guys it's not just the dogs it's it's something every day it's 
phone calls. It's me being tired or feeling sick or whatever. It's just a continued uh, feeling of oppression around this idea. Hold on just a second. Ah, there we go. That'll help. Um, we love them too. It's okay. Well, thank you, Annie. I appreciate that. I love them very much. And it's not them. It's whoever the heck rings the doorbell in the middle of the day. You know, we got people trying to sell stuff, you know, run an ad. Don't go to door to door. Come on people. Um, let's see. It's hard to believe you can see it, but it's hard to prove it's real. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so how do we achieve this, this idea of Christ consciousness, this idea of ascension, actual ascension? Um, you know, it's something that it, that we continue to explore on this channel for sure. Um, and it's something that I wish I had a direct answer about, like an answer that would just like definitively once and for all say, here we are, we're ascended, uh, we have stepped into the light um, and most people will tell you, especially in the evangelical bent that, uh, you know, Christ is the door. You have to find Jesus. When you find Jesus, everything's okay. In my experience, it was not okay. I wasn't happy. I wasn't at peace. I wasn't in joy. Um, I didn't even find myself liking Jesus. I found myself, uh, not aligned with this Jesus character that I was being sold all the time, uh, until I started to look into who the Christ was. And there's a difference between Jesus in my neck of the woods around here and the Christ. The Christ being the chrism or the anointed one. Um, Jesus being a figure that most people put on their dashboard here in West Texas and assume that they are saved. And again, I say that with all love and truth that, you know, that little figurine, that happy warm idea in your head of what I call and my wife calls plush pillow Jesus uh, something that you grab onto when you need to be comforted because you don't like all the BS around you uh, rather than digging within yourself going through your own B BS finding the light and the kingdom of God within and aligning yourself with the Christ the chrism uh, energy in your life that's a whole different a whole different vibe guys like that's a whole different level of life um and when you start to step into that and do that work it's a whole different thing and and then people argue and say well you know aren't you having your own salvation at that point aren't you saving yourself well in the gnostic gospels christ says that which is within you if you bring it forth will save you uh and if you do not bring it forth that which is within you will condemn you uh, so speaking of the kingdom of God, are we, you have the choice to bring it forth. It's not a confession at an altar and an emotional feeling. It's an alignment of your thoughts, your actions, your emotions, and your spiritual energies all into one unified field of love. And, and that's, that's my understanding and my experience and all throughout humanity, people have been looking to exterior forces. Christ says the kingdom of God does not come with visible signs. The kingdom of God is within you. And we've been looking for a savior in the sky to come since the beginning of time. Literally every culture has a salvation figure that's supposed to descend down to save them when we see over and over and over. And even in you know mythological and even classic stories like War of the Worlds, it's that which descends from the sky that actually destroys you. Um, and so I have to believe not, not in a uni universal direction of anything that descends from the sky is going to destroy us. That's not what I believe. But at the same time, I don't believe we were told to look, uh, to look up and look for something outside of ourselves. I believe when we finally ascend and whatever race it is that has been trying to help us and enlighten us, uh, whatever extraterrestrial that is, uh, will finally find themselves in alignment with us and celebrate. And it says that the angels will rejoice uh, over, you know, the one that turns around and, and aligns themselves with God. Like, that's what I believe. I, and I believe that these angels, these fallen angels, uh, what's the difference between an angel and an alien? Well, I don't know, a couple of thousand years in our understanding of technology. That's the difference. Um, and so for me, that's my understanding where, you know, the difference between an angel and an extraterrestrial cease to be, um, something 
that that is sci-fi purely or religious purely it's it's something in between and you know where we have these images of the fallen angels the dark wings and everything wings are representative of flight flight is something that is achieved technologically um, and so is every extraterrestrial race that descends upon the earth here for a war of the worlds no i don't i don't believe so but at the same time, I think we've had a lot of times in humanity where we've experienced oppression from them. Um, and maybe in some small way, uh, they're still calling us to ascend. So there's two sides to the coin, guys. Again, it's not all good and it's not all bad. If it were that easy, we'd all have it figured out by now and we wouldn't be having this conversation. So, you know, for me, I enjoy looking at these ideas of, uh, what are we, you know, what are, what are we the product of, you know, what is this physical matrix? Is it the product of these, you know, fallen watcher gods or extraterrestrials or angels? Uh, is that the nature of reality? Are we trying to break free from that, set our consciousness free? Uh, again, that's, that's what I tend to, I tend to go there in my head and in my heart and in my experience as well. Once I broke free from, a lot of the doctrinal uh, belief systems that I had, uh, for for better or for worse, whatever you want to consider that, um, I was able to finally start stepping into an understanding that transcended uh, all of those things. So here's some more pictures just to give you guys the breadth of artwork that I create for each of these episodes. You know, I really try to uh, uh, give you guys a lot of texture in the background here. So. Uh, seems like God, Jesus, uh, whatever you want to call him, is praying to a cruel, playing a cruel game with mankind. Uh, John Thornton. So, yeah, and that's why I have my whole Y'all the Bayoth series with, uh, you know, the Beast God. You can go check that out on YouTube. I, uh, I really believe that, like, these old, old ancient gods that we have in mythologies were extraterrestrial entities that really more wanted to harness the energy of humanity rather than and be worshipped rather than actually uh sustain and build up an ascended race of hum humans uh where i believe christ the reason he was unalived uh was because he came and spoke a doctrine that was directly against uh all of these you know these old gods actually you know and uh, the law that they brought, the religious law they brought, brought nothing but uh, condemnation. And he came and not only fulfilled that so that the agreement behind it was fulfilled because they were, by all intents and purposes, given uh, dominion of this earth. They had been given their portions uh, and their tribes and their peoples to talk about or to, uh, you know, to to watch over. And as we talk about that, I think it's, it's definitely something that I struggle with. Um, doing this podcast twice a day has really, really made me think about what I believe. Because as I have to uh, come up with ideas and do series and entertain and educate, it's made me really question like what's really going on and why is there this thing that every time I go live, something shakes the door. Uh, the proverbial door. And I've come to the conclusion that whatever message I'm revealing right now is not necessarily one that uh, certain entities want revealed. But at the same time, I have authority to reveal it just as Christ revealed it. To reveal the life, the light, the unity, the higher consciousness, the actual love for our fellow man, the reason we argue and we fight and we create all these wars and these ideologies. And I go to church here. Well, I don't go to church. I don't believe in your God. Well, I believe in mine. you know, well, what's the difference in all of that? If God is one and God is truth and God is unity and God is source and God is fractally perfect. Why are we arguing about him? Because I'm telling you, if you're arguing about him, you haven't experienced him. Once you experience him, you want to share him with the world and weave a web of beautiful, beautiful things in your wake. And that's why I'm here, guys. And if you think I'm here for any other reason other than 
collective enlightenment, then you're mistaken. This community is a community built on the idea of collective enlightenment. It is not built on the idea of I know or this is this and that is that. It's built on the ideas of I don't know. I am seeking and I am continuing to find and I am ascending collectively and I am joining my consciousness with that of the Christ consciousness, the chrism man or woman or entity or whatever you want to call him so that I too can become an ascended master and find something greater than myself, something greater than all the BS, all the arguing, all the different you know, this sect or that jurisdiction or that uh, bent or that faith or that tradition or whatever. That's how I'm able to approach it in love because it's all the same story. But again, if God is one and God is unity and God is truth and God is spirit, the way Christ said he was, then why are we arguing? I'm just saying. Openism. Yeah, there you go. Openism. I like that. We are open. We are open here. So the more I learn, the more confused I am. Amen, John Thornton. Uh, in the Gnostic Gospel of Thomas, it says, when you begin to discover the mysteries, you will be disturbed. And when you are disturbed, you will marvel. And then you will reign over all. And uh, disturbance was my first step in my enlightenment process. Absolute shock and then awe or marveling and now i don't i wouldn't say i reign over all but i would say i'm starting to have authority over more things in my life i can't control anyone else's life but i can certainly reign over things in my life things like am i being too ocd about this or that am i being uh, am I in a place of oneness and unity today? Am I in a place of gratitude? Am I going to let that newscast affect me? Am I going to let this person's comments that used to be a friend and speaks out against me for doing the devil's work? Am I going to let them bring me down? Am I going to let my own family members who think that I am uh, speaking messages from Satan Am I going to let them bring me down? These are all real things I've experienced, guys. Uh, am I going to let my old belief systems continue to rear their head and try to knock me off of the path that I'm on? Those are all things that I now have authority over that before I was merely a product in the wind blowing around between all of these circumstantial events that happened in my life. Uh, Michelle says, stay focused and keep. Amen. Amen. Absolutely. Thank you. Yesterday, an owl sat on my roof. It was huge. Uh, DJ Sapote, uh, we had an owl sit on our house three nights in a row when we lived at our old house. And that was um, right before the beginning of this year, right before 2022, at the end of 2021. Um Actually, no, it was in January of 2022. It was the beginning of this year. Three nights in a row, huge, huge, great horned owl. And I've talked about omens, owls as omens. And they bring change, I'll tell you that. Uh, they they oftentimes represent the end of a timeline in your life, whatever that may be. Um, so, for me, guys... Uh, that represented a lot of change and a lot of movement in my life that was very uncomfortable, very uncomfortable. That left me shocked, by the way. And then I started to marvel at all the serendipity, all the synchronicity of how the Father weaves perfect fractals of our life. We're all part of a giant pattern. You want to start to understand the nature of reality, not within the physical matrix, but within behind the energies behind what runs everything the true reality that runs, you know, kind of the operating system of everything. If you want to begin to understand that, understand fractal energy and understand massive, massive patterns, look at the universe 
and how it looks like neurons running and connecting. And then look at the human brain. We have like a really close image of all the neurons firing in the human brain. And then we have a really macro image of the universe and what it looks like. And they look almost identical. It, it's, it's, we're literally, you know, just like the cells in your body are a part of your organism, we are all part of the organism of God. And again, we like to look at ourselves as little worms in a bucket, but that's what the ET gods wanted us to look at. They wanted us to feel little. They wanted us to worship them because of their technology, their power, their level on the realms, totem pole, if you will. We're here in 3D, but our consciousness can be in 5D or whatever you guys say. And that doesn't make these ET gods very happy when we start to remember who we are. Uh, Mama says, I see it everywhere. Absolutely. Uh, Morgana says, uh, I'm in between disturbed and shocked stage, but I also intrigued like I need to continue. Absolutely. That's like the best place to be, by the way. Uh, Because... This is one of the most potentially fruitful times in your life. If you're like me, uh, that was where all of the fruit that you see now, that you see I'm doing this full time, that was born out of this time of disturbance and shock and then awe. Um, And then thankfulness and gratitude. And then uh, co-reigning with the Christ you hear that in the Bible. Again, I, I, I try to spit all this back out esoterically so people can understand this unchained and untethered from a religious doctrine and rather understand it as a universal message. That's that's what where my heart is. Mama says on point. Thank you very much. Um, let's see. Sparks Vision says, I uh, also saw lions with wings in a dream too. Uh, came in three really lucid dreams. Wow, wow. Uh, that's interesting. I'm definitely not the dream interpreter guy. I find him fascinating. I did a whole dream series. Um, and I've had dreams that have rocked my world too. I just did a whole silent hill reveal dream about like what those meant in my life, which was a really good series, um, of shorts and reels that I did and TikToks. Um, I don't think they knew we were as connected as we are when they came here and tampered with our, uh, genes. Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, I agree with you, mama. Um, I think that that's a big, a big part of it is like, you know, we have, why, why can we even co-reign with Christ? Why can't, why did he make us sons and daughters of the most high? Uh, again, unchained from religion here. What does that energy, what does that consciousness, what does that anointing do in our life? When we actually align with each other, we align with truth and spirit. Um, what is what does that mean in our life? You know, that's a that's a crazy place to be in. And by the way, it's hard to do because you're always reminded of all the other stuff. But the more you practice it, the better you get at it. Uh Miss Michelle says change is good. Spiritual enlightenment will bring division, even in family. Absolutely. God lives in us and us in him. Yes, absolutely. Like literally the the analogy of the body of Christ is so potent and powerful because like, is the finger any less, you know, important than the toe? You need the toe for balance. You need the finger for dexterity. Like, uh, we're, they're both parts of the body. And of course, Christ used this analogy when the disciples were arguing, but we can also use it. And I always use that in the argument when I say, you know, one day you wake up and realize that you're God. And a lot of people, especially here in, in my town will argue and say, you know, no, that's blasphemy. I'm not God. You know, he is blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, we're part of the body. Like we are part of the organism of God. Does that make us any less a part of it? And so we can argue semantics or we can actually look at the fact that like, Hey, I'm just saying, you know, it's, it's kind of a crazy thing. In fact, uh, Alan Watts, quote on Eastern faith. Um, he said a quote, I'm trying to remember what it was. Um, it was pretty good. He said, uh, you know, 
a man in the West, and I'm going to paraphrase. I can't find the exact, exact one. Here's A to Z quotes.com. Maybe I can find it here. Um, ah, they don't have it. Um, but the quote was something like this, and it was by Alan Watts, I believe. But it said that the man in the West, when he states to his friends and family that he is God, they look at him as he is crazy, and oftentimes they want to crucify him. Uh, but when that same man goes to the East and tells his friends in the East, hey, I just woke up today and realized I'm God, they say to him, well, where have you been? You know, welcome. You get it, finally. Um, and so that's really, I think, more of what the message I'm bringing on this channel is, is uh, not a blasphemy like I am as power, I'm, you know, I am the, I can make all the decisions. No, it's like you start to love yourself when you realize you're part of God. And you realize that he's not this ET entity that wants to wage war on humanity, but rather one that wants to a spirit that wants to rescue us from this because we're a part of this massive creative organism. And this has no place in our true nature. That's what I believe the universal message of salvation is. Not that we needed saving from our sins, but we were rescued from these evil gods. That's what I think the gospel of Jesus Christ is about, whether you read it esoterically, emotionally, euphorically, uh, literally, historically. I don't care. But I think the universal message in it, especially when you include Enochian or the Enoch theology, which states that the gods came down and manipulated mankind, created their own races, enslaved us, wielded power over us, then started extinguishing us when they were building their own civilization. And then you have an all-loving father spirit that tells Noah, hey, see these little vials? Take them up in the sky with you. I'm going to send you away for a while and send you back after this horrible thing. These gods are about to try to extinguish humanity. And I'm going to send you back to reseed humanity so that they might have a chance. And by the way, I'm going to keep manifesting in the matrix from the serpent in the garden to you, Noah, to Enoch, to Melchizedek, John the Baptist, Elijah, Jesus Christ himself, and now you and me. And remind people who they really are, who they were created to be, who they knew they were from the day they were born before the programming, before the matrix, before the failures, before the sin entered their life. Because I propose that sin is not something that we have within us, but it's something that we have put on us. Sin is something we were born into because we were born in the flesh, and the flesh is a makership of the ET gods, and our true nature is a creation of the Father. Our light being, our spirit, our consciousness, the truth that's within us, the light that's within us. Sparks vision protection. Amen. We're all protected by that which is within us already, the kingdom of God. When a tree drops a seed, what grows? A tree that's exactly the same, right? Absolutely. We are already connected to our creator before they arrived. Absolutely. Beautiful, beautiful. Uh, Mama CMV. Thank you for that. Very insightful, by the way. Very insightful. Uh, this is a good conversation. I hope, I hope you guys are getting this. I say that every day because I, I don't, I don't mean because, oh, the audience, I hope they're on the same level that I am. I say that because I hope I pontificated it correctly for our collective enlightenment, because I don't do these with a prepared lesson. This is like a flow, like a channel that I just open and I go live and do these things. So uh, like I hope you guys get these are these are live. They're raw. We got dogs barking. We got deliveries being made. We got whatever's going on in the matrix, and we've got me sitting here as me myself and I just opening up and letting it speak through whatever this truth is, whatever this thing is that's been revealed to me. Uh, I traded everything for it: my home, my cars 
my friends, my family members that still won't talk to me. And I'm not a victim. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like Christ gave up a lot. In fact, they took him to the cross and, uh, I certainly don't want that. Uh, nor am I saying I'm on his level. I just mean that we all have to like give something up. Sometimes that's our, our comfort. Sometimes that's our, our knowing and our, our roots of faith from the time we were a child of what's been programmed into us. When we have to let those go, we have to go home and sell all of those possessions spiritually to adopt something greater and begin to walk with Christ fully. Uh, Rose says Yahweh, Yeshua, and Satan is all the same deity. The Father multiplied himself in creation to know itself. That is a super deep Gnostic mythological idea. I don't necessarily believe in that. Uh, again, I believe Christ is the energy of the Father, the true Father, uh, manifest in the flesh, coming against Yahweh and the Satan being the same entity. Um, and the old gods, the, the gods, uh, what I call the bloodthirsty gods of the Old Testament. I think uh, Sons of God Ministries was the one that coined that term, I believe. Um, he's got some awesome content on the whole Yahweh debate. You can go check him out. I've been trying to get him on a live stream. He's hard to pin down, but I'm hoping we can get more people on a live stream. But, um, yeah, I hope I hope we're all getting this. I hope we're all getting this collective message. I think it's trying to be... It, it, God is really trying to re-download this into humanity right now. I believe we're in a cycle right now. Uh, some people call it the end times. Some people call it the awakening. Some people call it whatever. Uh, to me, I think it's part of the cycle where humanity wakes up, we, we ascend, uh, and then more cycles are born out of that. And hopefully we can in some cycles at some point where we can step into new earth fully. We can step into our new biological form that will be able to harness all of these spiritual powers within one, uh, where we don't have to sit here and try to try to transmute our physical, our flesh, and we can actually just activate because it's second nature rather than something we have to break through every time. Because I don't know about you and me, but, you know, if you're like me, you got to pray and meditate and fast and, and really think on and uh, brainstorm and play music and be creative. And, like, you got to get in this place. Like, what if we could just be in that place? And I'm hoping, you know, according to Revelation, I'm going to get a new body at some point. And I'm hoping that that body, that glorified body, is at one with this knowing, with this higher consciousness that I can just exist in the flow of creation all the time rather than uh, this constant destroy, rebuild, destroy, rebuild, destroy, rebuild that I'm in right now, which is, again, a process of energies cycling over in my life and yours as we ascend. Uh, Mama CVM said, or CMV says, can't even imagine, absolutely. Uh, Jason says, team, LOL. I totally see it. Cub, you're on the right track. Thank you very much. Thank you. Um, so anyway, the war of the worlds guys, you're going to continue to see this imagery in pop culture, TV, Marvel movies. I, I mean, it's, it's fun. It's exciting to look at it. Maybe there is something like that coming, but I don't think these are our creators. So don't ever, you know, misconstrue that. Remember who you are. Remember who I am. Remember who the Most High is. And activate on that every time you hear hear see a message that's trying to lure you into the idea that somehow these things are going to overtake us again. No. No, God, God sent something to rescue us out of that. I believe it was the Christ. Um, and I believe we still can find that today. So... That's my belief on it. If you haven't checked out our team membership, it's nine bucks a month. We've got some really cool things in this. This is kind of like the uh, Patreon for us. It's not actually through Patreon. It is through my website, through stand.store. 
Uh, but we're doing some incredible stuff with this, including a once monthly team zoom meeting team stands for transcend. We're transcending uh, limitations in our life. We're elevating our consciousness together. We are aligning ourselves with the frequency of love and we're manifesting beautiful realities. That is our team. That is this channel. And our logo here is the dude, Jesus. Um, I love this. Uh, I think it's beautiful. Um, so this is kind of what I came up with for our logo, Jesus and sunglasses. I thought it was pretty cool. Um, so I hope that vibes with you. Uh, this is not to say he was inherently looking like this. Obviously this is more of a representation of the spirit. When you walk around and you know, you feel, you feel at peace, you feel very Zen, you feel like the hippie Jesus. And I think that that's, something we all need to remember and get back to. And so that's what our team's about. We also have private team training videos in there. I've got a series I'm working on that you'll literally be able to go through in a course-like structure and start activating on all of these values in your life and watch the magic happen. Watch your life begin to ascend. A lot of people ask me, how do you do this ascension process? I'm literally teaching it in here. You don't need my teachings to find ascension, by the way. The reason I'm doing these is this is just my experience of what I do in my life. I've tried to do them for free on these platforms, but they're not entertaining enough for people. So that's why they're going to be behind this uh, membership because it's the people that say, hey, you know, I really want to support this. I really want to know more. Uh, so again, they're not locked away because you got to pay me for Ascension. It's not like that. They're locked away because I've put them out here before and just know the general public doesn't care. The people that are really a part of this team, they care. They want to perpetuate what we're doing. And uh, again, we're starting that at 9 bucks a month. That will go up from $9. It will not go back down to $9 on November 1st. That'll be your last opportunity. So grab it now. Uh, if you do want in on that, you guys will be on the ground floor and be able to help me create this. Add value, take away value, figure out what this membership needs to be. Y'all are a part of that. So... Um, that is really a representation of the core beliefs of this group. So check out my episode this morning. If you haven't, uh, talking about more of the fallen watcher angels, uh, are they living among us already? That was a great episode. Go check that out. It's on YouTube, Spotify, uh, and Apple as well over there. So even Spotify now has the video podcast, which is super cool. So go check it out. www.cubcooker.com. I love you guys. Have a beautiful afternoon. Thanks for being here. Thank you guys just for all of your support. Uh, I'm going to take a couple more comments. Let's see. Uh, Annie Logan says, ha, 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 buddy Christ. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, I looked for, I, I worked on all this artwork for that. Let me just tell you guys a story. Uh, trying to come up with a team, like artwork for the team. I'll even show you guys some just on my phone um, that I thought was really cool, you know, and, and I wanted to represent multiple people as a part of the team, you know, representing all of us. Uh, and I just never really vibed with any of it. I mean, here's some of it. Uh, you know, we got the sunglasses, you got the team there in sunglasses. I mean, while it's kind of cool looking, I just thought the, the, the dude, Jesus, the, the hippie Jesus, whatever you want to call him, was a better, because like, that's what we're all trying to attain, right? Like we all want oneness with him by whatever you call him, Jesus, Krishna, Buddha, like, I don't care what you call him. You know, it's all the same entity. We want to attain that. We want to align with that. So I thought what better team leader than hippie Jesus for this community. So, uh, that's kind of what I started building this whole community on and I, and I wanted to stick with it. So that's, that's where we're at. So, um, anyway, Let's see, um, any more questions, comments, prayer concerns on here? I need to grab before we're done today. Um, let's see. Da, da, da. Okay. Yeah. There's some weird comments that I don't understand, but, uh, we have a lot of that. So maybe that's a, Oh, that's a whole story. Okay. Uh, Sorry, um, y'all that give stories on here. I'm sorry, guys. I have, uh, I have a very hard time reading the stories as I'm live here because they end up dispersed through people's comments. So, uh, leave that comment, Monica. 
unlike the Facebook version of this and I'll be able to read it as one. So my apologies about that. But uh, have you come across the hidden uh, hand documents? Uh, no, I have not. I've never even heard of that. Literally, there's something new I hear every time I go live. Somebody says, have you read this or have you heard this person? It's all new to me. So I'm uh, I'm learning it. So um, I will uh, uh, remember me, Monica Richards. Okay, Monica Richards, where would I remember you from? I'm so sorry. We've got uh, this community is at almost 400,000 now. We're approaching the half million mark. So uh, we've got a lot of people here. So please remind me, I, I'm very, very sorry. Uh, do my best to remember people in here, but if I don't recognize your picture and your profile picture looks like, uh, a bunch of words, so I'm not sure. Uh, but yeah, remind me and, and, uh, maybe I do remember you. So, um, oh, there we go. We're losing the green screen. That's our cue to log off for today. Let's bring that picture back up. I think that's TikTok's way of like watermarking this content. So even when you distribute it other places, they're like, hey, that's ours. Um, anyway, so um, let's see. Uh, John Horton says, love you, Cub. Thank you. Love you too, brother. Uh, Annie, uh, thank you for being here. I love you guys. Y'all are awesome. Uh, we got a bunch more people joining, but hopefully they can catch the restream of this. So um monica thank you for being here like i said i love you all y'all have a beautiful day don't forget it's not a war of the worlds it's a war of the consciousness guys you know what does the bible say it's uh not flesh and blood that we war against but powers and principalities that's not talking about like you know stuff in the world guys like that's powers and principalities are uh classifications of angelic beings they're part of the heavenly host. Like we're, we're in a cosmic, cosmic narrative. And I think that that's one of the things that we need to remember as we read all of these mythologies is that we are cosmic entities and we are infinite, fully creative, fully a part of God if we choose to be. So anyway, love you guys. Y'all have a beautiful day. I'm going to see you tomorrow. 11 a.m. Central Standard Time. I'm here twice a day. Like, comment, subscribe, all the stuff. Thank you, guys. Y'all have a beautiful day. Peace.